0: Gang, we all know that a premium Spotify subscription gives you access to millions of songs and thousands of podcasts. But did you know that a premium Spotify subscription also gets you access to tons of audiobooks for free? It does, gang. Listen to great books like Storyteller, the Dave Grohl memoir, or Life by Keith Richards, or The Woman to Me by Britney Spears. Listen, there's all kinds of books on there. There's fiction, nonfiction, self-help, anything you're looking for, man, they got it, and you can listen to it for free. Just go to Spotify.com or download Spotify from your app store and start listening today. That's Spotify. Millions of songs, thousands of podcasts, and now audiobooks, available with your premium subscription. Spotify.com. Let's get down. Hey, gang, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of How Did I Get Here? I know you have a lot of choices out there, and the fact that you're listening to this episode right now is not lost on me, so thank you. I'm not sure what platform you're listening on, but whatever platform you're on, give us a follow. And if you like what you hear, leave us a rating. It takes just a second, and it means the world to me. Plus, it really helps the show. So thank you in advance. And remember, the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here are available on all streaming services. Now, enjoy the show. johnny i'm your host welcome to the last new episode of how did i get here for 2023 i hope you guys have all had a good week i hope you guys have all had a good year i hope you guys have had you know good experiences this year maybe you've had a good week a lot of people take the week between christmas and new year's off from work so if you've done that congratulations man congratulations not me baby (laughs) not me Uh, Listen, if you're listening to this show the day that it comes out, Friday, December 29th, Skyrocket is playing tonight at 310 ACL Live. It's always a fun show doing that. Go to uh, 310austin.com, find out more about tickets. And then, of course, New Year's, we're playing at Last Concert Cafe in Houston. Go to lastconcert.com for tickets there. Go to skyrockettheband.com to find out if you really need all the tickets or whatever. Go to our tour dates. You can find uh, shows there. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. That's what I'll be. That's how I'll be uh, ending 2023. Playing with my friends in Skyrocket on stage at the Last Concert Cafe, which we do quite often. We've done it a few times. I think this is our third or fourth New Year's at Last Concert Cafe. But uh, anyway, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about 2023. Like, I can't believe how fast this year went by. I can't believe how fast years are going by but I just kind of wanted to like look back on the podcast I was reflecting this morning I woke up and walked around and like kind of looked up some episodes and I was like oh yeah that happened this year oh yeah we had that guy on this year and uh, I really started seeing kind of a pattern because uh when I started this podcast I didn't start it out to be a uh, an Austin a quote unquote Austin music podcast okay I don't really have to do that I've I've been in this scene now for uh, uh almost 40 years around a lot of the people that I'm still around in this scene for about 40 years and I've been playing in Austin for the last 30 years like extremely consistently in very high profile bands I've had this podcast you know what I mean I don't I don't need to actually go out of my way to make an Austin music podcast so I wanted to make it a music podcast so that it was open to to going other places and to talking to other people to whoever I wanted to talk to really about anything so um the one thing about 2023 that i thought was really cool was uh that i was really able to dig in and start telling the story again of this scene which i think happened for a long time but then in 2020 everything moved to zoom then i opened it up to whoever fuck if you know if i'm talking to jackie venson on zoom and I might as well be talking to you know uh sticks on zoom you know what the fuck am i doing so uh so i started talking about this year it seems like in 2023 i had a host of like you know really great local people telling great local stories and i feel like uh you know with the different with the different uh, documentaries that have come out, there's one about the Saxon pub and it's out there. I think on Amazon prime, there's one about my mentor, Mark Hallman and the Congress house. It's called the shopkeeper that's available on Amazon prime. I'm actually in it. If you go out there and check it out, uh, there's a new one coming out about the back room, which I'm actually going to watch after I do this intro. You guys, that's the truth. They sent me the screener today. I'm going to watch it. The guys are coming on the show next week. We'll be talking about it. It actually will drop on January 12th. Anyway, um, I, I realized that I was able to get in there and talk to a lot of these really great people that made this scene happen. Like uh, episode 1270 this year, I talked to Lisa Gamash. Now she's a great, great singer songwriter. She just put out her first like uh, solo record in many years last year or in 2023. And she came on the show, but she was a staple in the Austin music scene uh, from the late 70s to like the mid to late 80s. And so she was able to fill in and tell the story of that. I had Nancy Copland, who moved here in the 80s and became part of like what the city does with music, like the city music division. She was part of the formation of all of that. She came up with the slogan, Austin Live Music Capital of the World. That was episode 1336, if you want to go listen to that. That was actually pretty recent. Also, pretty recently, I had uh, Greg Beats and Richard Weimark, who wrote the book, A Curious Mix of People. Fantastic book about 90s indie Austin and all that stuff. And then uh, most recently, the last episode, episode 1343, I had Chepo Pena who helped them with that book with a curious mix of people, but wasn't able to come in with them, so I had him in on his own. So here's the story of Austin being told. You know what I mean? Of this scene. Like people talk about this scene, but it's interesting to go back and see what it is that made this scene. Even, uh, I'll tell you what, the From the Vault episode that, that comes out after midnight, on, uh, it'll be out New Year's Eve morning if you want to listen to it. That's my conversation with Eddie Wilson and Jesse Sublett about, uh, about the Armadillo World Headquarters and just sort of the story about that. But just kind of like the weird thing about Austin, the group, how the, uh, how the scene has evolved how it got here so to speak right (laughs) anyway i feel like that's a great thing about about what we were able to do this year also some really cool things happened this year i had my very first collaboration on episode uh 1268 we did a collaboration with my friend uh hobart roland and his podcast with magnet magazine called magnet classics podcast we spoke to robert harrison from the band uh Cotton Mather, about their classic album, Contiki. And that was really fucking awesome. It was released on my on my platform and also on the Magnet uh, Classics podcast. So that was very exciting. Also, gang, if you want to hear a great podcast, that Magnet uh, Classics podcast is great. It's fucking great. Um, another thing we were able to do locally was I reached out to cats like Mitch Ballard, who runs uh, the BMI office here, on episode 1263, I had BMI creative director Mitch Ballard, who works here in Austin. He can tell you about all kinds of stuff and what they do to further the music scene here. On episode 1246, I had Texas music office director Brendan Anthony talking about what the Texas state music office, the only the only office of its kind in any of the 50 states. Is the Texas Music Office? So, uh, what they do, what they were doing with their uh, with their Music City program and all that stuff. On episode twelve sixty nine, I had City of Austin Music and Entertainment Division Manager Erica Shamley come on and talk about what the city, uh, what the city's Music and Entertainment Office does, and specifically a grant that they were giving out that I don't know if it's available yet or not. But um, anyway, we talked about that. And also on 1280, I had Patrick Butka, who's uh, with the nonprofit Austin, Texas Musicians. He's the CEO of that. I'm still not quite sure what they do. They lobby on behalf of musicians and stuff. I, I'm, but, but, you know, they're organized and they have a lot of members, so... You know, they're out there doing stuff. Everyone that's out there doing stuff, making this scene what it is. And I'm out here telling the story of what it is. And so I'm lucky to have had people like Firefall, Fog Hat, Mojo Nixon, His Golden Messenger, uh, and all kinds of Peter Case, Slade Cleaves, Marty Wilson Piper. A great year of just banner artists. Lots of great local people, new bands like uh, St. Loretto, Nolo, Love Me. You know, some really great bands and some great uh, catching up with some some uh, some of Austin's great that are putting out some of their best music right now, like the bell sounds like John D. Graham, who was just on a couple weeks ago. Anyway, I was very excited to have all of that, but mostly I'm excited to be back in touch with uh, with my community. And uh, and there's people out there that I can connect with that are telling the stories, filling in the entire, you know, timeline to where we are now in the Austin music scene. So, uh, yeah, that's a great thing. I do want to recognize a couple of things that happened. We did lose a couple of friends, people that were on the show a few times this year. Brad Hauser, very sad loss. Uh, Nathan Olivares, that was a sad loss uh, just recently. Charlie Robeson, sad loss. He was never on the show. Um, Bucky Tennyson, who wasn't on the show. He wasn't a musician, but he was a big player in the music scene. Throughout the '90s, and with a lot of bands, a lot of sort of like the jam band scene, like the Soul Hats and the Little Sisters, and those bands, Bucky was a big part of their uh, of their growth and what they did as as musicians. So those are sad losses. And a friend of the show that's not part of the Texas or Austin music scene, Dwight Twilley, we lost him. He was on the show a couple of times. That was a sad loss. But um, but you know that's life. We lose our friends. We lose these great music makers. But we go on, and we keep on making music. So um, thank you for listening. It's been a great year. I've had a great time doing this podcast, as I've always had, honestly. I love doing this podcast. I love talking to people. In fact, uh, I get back to doing the interviews on Tuesday, the 2nd. Uh, Guy Forsythe is my first guy that's going to be in here. But I've spent a month not doing interviews, and it's been a little bit sad. I was getting a little burnt out. I'm not going to lie. There towards the end of, of November, I was getting like, oh, I don't want to do this today. But I did it. And now that I haven't done it in a month, I really miss it. And I'm jozing to sit down and talk to people. So luckily, uh, <laughs> this New Year's week, I'm going to be sitting down and talking to about five different people. So I'm very excited to get back into it. Dive back in. How did I get here? 2023 in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of it. I'm glad that I got to reconnect with my community in the way that i got to so it's only fitting that this last new episode for 2023 episode 1344 is my dear old friend nanette la bastida now nanette is not a musician she's not a a, a, a concert promoter or anything like that she started out as a fan now this whole this whole thing of me getting her to come on the show is she's in that book A Curious Mix of People they talk to her that's she was important enough to be spoken to about it even though she's not a band or a club owner or a radio station or a DJ or a record label I mean you see what I'm saying like Her role as a fan was so important that they felt like they needed to come out and talk to her. Now, that reinforced something that Ian Moore told me. (laughs) Well, actually, even before, hold on, before that, in the 90s, I had this booking agent named Robin Sullivan. And Robin, I remember one time my band was playing at the hole in the wall. And she was like, you got to do a really good job, man. Nanette's coming out tonight. I really wanted to like you guys. And I couldn't figure out why Nanette needed to be that person. So after that, I got to know Nanette. She got married to Tony Scalzo from Fastball, uh, who's also a friend of mine. But Nanette and I have always been friends since I met her. She's always been a fantastic person, lovely person. So fast forward to uh, year 2007, I was on tour playing with Ian Moore and one night we were in the van talking, talking about old Austin. And he gets to this thing where I realize that uh, when I bring it up to Nanette in the conversation, I couldn't remember if it was Robin Sullivan or not, but it was. So, Ian Moore says to me in 2007, if Nanette and Robin Sullivan weren't at one of your first two or three shows, you might as well go start a new band. And I don't know if you know what that means. These are people that are influencers in their community. Like these these ladies were so cool that if they were at your show, that meant meant something. So other people were like, oh, you went to go see them? You ever go to a show in your community and you walk in and you see someone, you're like, oh shit, they're there? This is the place to be. Nanette and Robin were those people. So as time has gone on and as I've gotten to know Nanette more, uh, after I read about about her in the, uh, after I read her quotes and what she had to say about the scene in A Curious Mix of People, I wanted to just get her on the show to get that perspective and to sort of get that taste maker. I will say that the next group, you know, the next group that came after Nanette and Robin, I don't know if it was exactly this group, but I think my ex-wife was part of that group. She, she and her friend Lisa and this girl named Kim from Alabama and all this other group of girls, if they were at your show... They were the coolest people in town. And if they were there, <clears throat> other people were gonna come. So anyway, that's why I had Nanette on the show. Nanette's fantastic. She she was an influencer of her time. And she continues to be super cool. She has great taste in music. And as I found out in this podcast, a lot of it probably comes from the fact that she lived in England as a teenager, you know, and you get that sort of flavor. I think she dated a guy from the clash or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Nanette is absolutely fantastic. I love her very much. There's some serious stuff we get into at the end. Nanette has battled cancer for a long time. In fact, now she's battling it again. And, uh, my hopes, my prayers, and you, I think you should keep them, keep her in your prayers as well. She's a lovely person. And uh incredibly strong person. I love being around her. I always have a good time talking to her. And this is no different. So for the last new episode of 2023, this is me and Nanette La Bastida. Let's get down. Okay, so Nanette, this whole thing starts with me being in a van with... Oh, you know what? It doesn't start with me being in a van with you. This It starts in the 90s. Okay. I was working with Jan Merkin and... Rosie, hey. and <laughs> And Robin Sullivan was booking me. Mm. And I remember at that point, it was really important for to robin that you like my band like that was very important to her like uh, that
1: feels familiar
0: yeah you know what i'm talking about like she was like oh you gotta gotta get in a net out to your show and i'm just like what the hell okay so that's the first thing then 2007 i'm on tour with ian moore and we're in the van talking one night and he's just kind of starts talking about what the scene was like when he started out playing in it And he said, I want to say it might have been Robin Sullivan, but the quote was, and I never forgot it for some reason. He was like, if Nanette and this other person were not at your show, like in the first four shows, you might as well start over because no (laughs) one's going to come see your band. You were like an influencer.
1: (laughs) Before there was influencers. I bet it was Robin because that's one thing I was thinking of was like, if there was anyone I would like to have by my side here today talking about this whole era, it would be Robin if she was still here. Oh, yeah so
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) how she passed a while yeah like 10 years i don't
1: think that long but it's been quite a few years yeah and way longer than that before i really saw her or hung out she's yeah faded away
0: yeah i miss her voice yeah i do too and her laugh and her laugh Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) okay so uh so when where were you born like where are you from here
1: no i was born in new york city okay and i grew up in london Okay. Um, but my mom is from Dallas, and my had two very influential kind of Austin aunts that lived here, and then my grandparents moved here after that. So um, it was really my cool aunts' influences and visiting Austin in the summers once my grandparents moved here. That
2: it
0: wasn't living in London.
1: I mean, that was my music. Base, but yeah. like why I fell in love with Austin was my visits okay. here and stuff. Yeah,
0: what was going on in London? Like, were you old enough to go places and see things?
1: Yeah, I grew up there from nine to eighteen, so I started oh, wow. going to shows very early, very young, um, and by myself, very young, and just like going into the center of London and and uh, <laughs> you know that's when I started hanging out with lots of bands and having boyfriends and bands and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> but did you meet any bands that I like? I'd be like, what? Um, the Cult. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands yeah you know i that? mean
1: yeah that i was i used to go out with the drummer when i was very young like 17
0: i don't know which drummer that would oh uh, he like would have young...
1: been his name was les warner and he was in the oh he, he toured love and recorded electric oh yeah
0: oh he's cool. he wasn't on love but, okay
1: um uh who else the doctor and the medics. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they go, uh, going on up to the spirit, the spirit in, the in the sky.
1: Yeah, we, they had a club um, every, uh, I don't remember which night it was. it was, probably Thursday nights. And I went there every week.
0: It seems like their scene would have been like the uh, Brian Jonestown massacre or something.
1: It was a wild scene. And they even had a clothing store. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was everything. And and we even, they even like shipped a bunch of us up to Newcastle to be in the audience for this show called The Tube. But yeah, they yeah. were recording and they wanted, the tube wanted people in the audience that looked like Dr. and the Medics
0: yeah. fans. Yeah.
1: And so they literally paid for us to like get on a bus in London, go up to Newcastle, dance in the audience like freaky, wild,
2: colorful yeah, yeah. hippie
1: people and, um, and then go home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who was the lady on the tube? Wasn't she married to uh, oh, Bob Geldof?
1: Yes. Was she the tube?
0: I don't know. Maybe so, but, but oh, you were around then like yes, you yes, you yeah. saw
1: major 80s era. So, yeah. Did
0: you were you uh there when uh Bowie did Starman on Top of the Pops?
1: Probably, but I don't remember.
0: That seems that. to be a big thing for like the Duran mm. Duran age people. Like that was one of their big
1: Yeah, and I did watch Top of the Pops every week, but I was not into Duran Duran. I was I was definitely into a little bit more alternative. Like music, but like like I was really into Blondie um, and then Doctor and the Medics. And, but most of my bands are like club bands.
0: <laughs> it's so funny because I'm sure Doctor and the Medics have a whole catalog of music. Yeah, but all I song. know is Spirit in the Sky.
1: <laughs> I saw that single, at, um, you know how uh, Juice Land has uh, used records? I, yeah. like, I took a picture of it because it was like sitting there right in the front. And I was like, oh gosh, my history right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then when did you, you went, okay, then you moved to Austin from London?
1: Kind of. I moved to Georgetown. I went. I came here for college, okay. but I didn't get into UT for out-of-state SAT scores. So, I lived in Georgetown for three semesters, and then I moved to Austin. So, 88 was probably when I actually landed here.
0: Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, you weren't that that long before me. No,
1: I was listening to another podcast that you recorded, and yeah, you said you were 92? Is that when you said you moved here, or...?
0: 91, Will, 91. Se- Will Sexton's birthday.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I was talking that about story. that with
0: Todd Wilson today. We were talking about 311. Oh. And he was like he was like, "Didn't you move here when people were going?" And I was like, "Yeah, it was it was like the for some reason it I went was there. the hang when I moved there and I I, 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 I
1: it's still fucking open, it's I think. still I think it is, too. <laughs> oh. The rare times I drive down that part of 6th Street, I think it's still there. But I went there all the time because I loved blues music. Yeah. Blues music is what it was like kind of what drew me to Austin, so. Really? Yeah. Yeah, weirdly I loved. Um, oh gosh, I can't think of like anyone in particular. Okay, so when before I moved to Austin, when I lived in Georgetown, my brother had a little apartment across the street from the Antones on Guadalupe. So I would come on weekends sometimes and crash at his place. And then like at like like one thirty in the morning or one forty, they stopped taking cover or checking ID. Mm-hmm. And so. Like we would run over there for the
0: last and, twenty minutes, right?
1: And can see the last twenty minutes of like Omar and the Howlers, and oh, I would yeah. just dance my face off on that beautiful wood dance floor, and it was just like the best time of my life. And it was twenty minutes, and then we, would, you know, leave. And so, like, I loved music like that. That was like Austin to me.
0: Yeah. So okay, so the the Opry House was still open then in '88. Yes, it was still going on.
1: Yeah, I went there a couple. Of, I can't remember who I saw there, but I've been there.
0: So what was it outside of that blue stuff? Like, what was what was like? Well, first, let's go back. Like, what was the first thing that turned you on? Because you're like, uh, your perspective on this whole scene. And when we talked the other day, you're like, why? Why am I? Why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's because you have you, you were there, but you have a different perspective than like you're you're turned around and looking the other way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And and you were you were probably not paying all the time to go to these shows, but you were. You were going there. You were parking your car and yep. walking in and buying a beer or whatever the hell it was you were doing. But, but you, you have a bird's eye view of this scene, which is the same reason you're in that, in the A Curious Mix of People book.
1: I don't think I'm in there. Yeah, you are. Oh, I'll have to read it.
0: <laughs> that was what, that was why I was like, oh, I do need to have it. Oh,
1: okay. Because oh, I've thought I about it I remember being before. interviewed by Chepo.
0: Oh, yeah. You didn't even know you are in the book? No. <laughs>
1: I thought I was like you, going to be one of those people looking at it, desperately wishing I was in it.
0: No. Um, that's so
1: funny. Oh, my God. Okay, now I really have to buy it. Oh, my gosh.
0: That is exactly how I opened and read that book.
1: Uh, yeah. We all did, right? We all we all want to be included. Yeah. Um,
0: well, you were. That's what I'm saying. All right.
1: Well, that's cool. Well, okay. Well, really, my first thing was my cool aunt taking me out when I was like Fifteen maybe to see some bands. I think it was like Standing Waves at Liberty Lunch, and oh, so Stevie was... Ray Vaughan at the Steamboat on Sixth Street. Like this is
0: okay. A wow, visit
1: one night, and that was the night that was like I'm moving to Austin when I grow up. And she gave me the single of I don't know if it was the same trip of the band D Day. Do you remember them? No, D Llewellyn was the singer, and it, and they were called D Day, and there was a song called Too Young to Date, and I just like loved that <laughs> song. I had the single, and then another year I visited, and my friend who's I made I had some friends my age. I think I was fifteen, and we snuck out and went to go see that legendary Trouble Funk and Big Boy show at the Cave Club. I can't remember the name of the club, but it's it's like it's a legendary event.
0: Okay, um, I don't know about this event
1: because well, yeah. I mean, I guess it would be eighty two. No, no. Whenever I was fifteen, okay, or so. And um, Michael Corcoran, I think, wrote about it recently in his Substack. Um, but it's. And I just remember thinking, this is amazing. This is a punk rock band that doesn't even sound like British punk, which is interesting to me. And then this, and they had a they had a horn section. And then they had they were opening for this funk band, and it was just the most fun night of like dancing and and uh, anyway, we we you know, snuck out of the house and snuck into the show, and so that was like before even living here. Wow. Um, but living here, my first I can't remember which came first, honestly. It was the Ian Moore band at oh. the Black Cat and. Two Hoots and a Holler at the Black Cat.
0: So he he was right. He was right. <laughs> we were at a
1: show, and it all <laughs> happened.
0: Oh, and uh, uh, Robin was a huge uh, was very close with the guys in, in Two Hoots. Yeah, and a so holler. Two
1: Hoots, my Two yeah. Hoots nights were nights. That's how I got to know Robin. I mean, she actually only accepted me into her realm because of being a Rolling Stones fan. Otherwise, I was scared of her. Like before we met, she was right. She was kind of like ruled the roost, you know.
0: <laughs> she had that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so, like, if you weren't in. You know, um, but we drank beers once at the steamboat and talked about the Rolling Stones. And like, I would say we were almost like almost equal fans. Like she probably beat me this much. Um, and so that sealed our friendship for life.
0: Um, yeah. What 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 year was that that you saw you in more at Blackout? I mean, that would have 88? been
1: 88. Yeah. 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 Um, they would close the doors at two and then we could all just drink beer and I would just dance like till like three or four in the morning. It was so fun.
2: Yeah.
0: I, uh, I loved, uh, Paul. Yeah. And Roberta.
1: Yeah. They were so amazing.
0: Yeah. I went to high school. I lived here in the mid eighties mm-hmm. for a year with my mom and stuff. And I went, I went to Austin. High. I went to, I went to school with Paul. and oh, Sasha. You
1: did? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I went out with Paul for a little while. That was also kind did of you?
0: sealed that, like,
1: you know, like a, a place in the, at the black cat yeah <laughs> legend yeah. life. yeah i
0: love that guy i yeah. still i still talk to him he's every once people. in a while yeah yeah he's a good he would be a good guy to have he on the show He really would yeah because
1: he's, he's been there and he was in it yeah he
0: was in it i have a good story about him one night one i'm oh, sorry about one night yeah tell me there was a guy and i had no idea this was happening but after my show at steamboat he was working the door and i walked uh I walked downstairs and Danny was like, hey, you really need to thank Martian. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, everyone was like, yeah, you really do. And I was like, what, what did he do? Like, I mean, I'll thank him, but what did he do? And they were like, he threw a guy out. There was a guy flicking cigarette butts at me whenever I'd turn around and he was hitting me like in the back with his cigarette oh my butts gosh. at the show and he threw him out, yeah.
1: I bet he was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it could be scary.
0: Yeah, he could be scary. Dude, Paul could be scary, but they were the nicest yeah, people. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they lived way out on Riverside. Oh, really? No, no, on Cesar Chavez, like
0: before oh, anybody. Oh, he did. Yeah, yes. mom and dad. I w- well, he lived out there, Probably. too. I
1: don't remember like on that. I
0: remember him living on like 6th or 7th, like super east. in a, Super east. Me and the other dude from Mr. Rocket, But you know Richard Weiss? I, I do, but I can't guy? place him.
1: But yeah, it sounds familiar. So we went
0: to go pick him up one night. Yeah. And, I remember being scared and I think about that now when I'm going down there <laughs> yeah. and people are on their scooters, I like know. all drunk, having a great time. I you're like, little, dude, this like, used to be scary. Scary.
1: I had a yeah. little red Honda Civic hatchback that was new, you know, that my parents bought me and I would go there and I would just be like, oh gosh, what am I doing here? It's so weird. It's yeah. changed.
0: So, all right. So you, you see Omar and the Howlers, you see Ian Moore, two hoots and a holler and you're, you're, you're in.
1: Yeah. I'm um, at...
0: I'm out every almost every night at shows right and I was but that was a way of life then is that I have a lot of questions like is that do there's a couple people I see them at shows I see their I follow them on Instagram (laughs) they're super fans of stuff that happens here in town and they uh they're but it seems like back then that was the way of life that was just the way of life like I don't think
1: I went to a bar that didn't have a live band, even if I wasn't going to see the band necessarily. Like, but yeah, that was just the way of life. It was just, you know, it was cheap. Yeah. Or free if you were in the know. Yeah. Um, But you would just look at the Chronicle every Thursday and kind of like, oh, I'm going to go to that. Oh, I'll go to the Continental Club that night. I'll go to the, you know, hole in the wall that night. You know, and you just did it
0: all. Yeah. Like, so when I had this curious mix of people on, there was a thing where like people that went to the cavity weren't hanging out at Steamboat. Like that's a real thing. So... Uh, yeah, but there were people that like I didn't I never had a thing there wasn't a place I wouldn't go.
1: No, me. Because neither. it wasn't cool. No, I went almost everywhere and I liked all kinds of music. Like I would go see reggae right, at Liberty Lunch or Flamingo or
0: That was know. still happening in eighty eight. Yeah. Do you remember Mercado Caribe?
1: No, that's where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I used to play there.
1: Yes. I saw like Yellow Man there and Icamas and
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah <those laughs> are the Actually Yellow Man was at Liberty Lunch all the time. That's where I saw him.
0: Did you ever know House in Orbit?
1: I remember the name.
0: I was friends with those guys, but that's when I lived in Houston. I lived in Houston in 89, 90, okay. and then moved here in 91. Okay. But I played up here a lot then. I played at uh, at Cannibal Club.
1: Uh, did you ever, were you ever a member at Cannibal Club no. with a card? No. <laughs> I wish I still had that card.
0: What was, what did it,
1: it? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, Brad. Um, Brad First. Yeah, Brad cool First dudes. made them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they were just like, it was like. A membership card and i don't remember if you've got us got us in free or if it just meant that we were in the inner circle or something but it was like a member of the cannibal Club.
0: you were in <laughs>
1: yeah and um and i don't even remember the bands i saw there that much that was really just a hang place yeah for me, for me you know
0: um i i remember seeing or playing there with like 10 hands
1: oh i remember 10 hands oh and hand of glory hand of glory there. i remember them yeah
0: yeah and uh, what was Joe McDermott's band? That was a great band. I
1: only remember him being a kid person once I had kids.
0: That's He's... He was a guy. Grains of Faith was oh, his band. Oh, yeah. Remember them? I
1: remember the name, yeah. Hang on, sorry. Sure.
0: See that shit? That's real. That's real. When dogs F up, that's what happens. <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay, so... Um, so where else did you hang out? Like where, where else were your,
1: um, so the earlier days would be, you know, black cat yeah. steamboat. Uh-huh. Who were you seeing at
0: steamboat outside of Stevie Ray? Um,
1: I don't remember.
0: I have a question about that. Stevie Ray show. Do you remember? Was it packed? Like when he was playing, was it, was he, was it no, like he wasn't pedal famous to the yet. metal Stevie Ray? Uh uh-uh. Okay.
1: It was really early, early days. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember so much. I mean, yeah, I don't really remember who
0: it's. Like when the bar was in the front of Steamboat? Yeah, Boat? the front. Yeah, the I Borrowers.
1: That. I remember seeing them.
0: The Borrowers. Yeah, that was in the '90s. Oh, okay. Though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, my timeline is skewy. Um, so okay. I would go to 311 to uh-huh. see some blues people. I would go to Antone's to see blues and touring, like like Albert Collins or. Um, Oh, and the Paladins—that was one of my favorite bands. Oh, yeah. Um, so I went to the Continental Club, some um, and most of this was before I was even twenty-one. <laughs> um, and Hole in the Wall. Um, the, where did the Leroy Brothers play? I used to go see them a lot.
0: Um, I don't know, but I remember um, those guys.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Where's the Paladins from Los Angeles? Yeah, they're from yeah. Los Angeles, yeah, but they're—they're
1: yeah. they're one of those bands that like—that I lo- like I grew to love here, and it kind of—it felt. Austin vibey, you Mm -hmm. know, like just their music. It's that mix of blues and rock and rockabilly kind of all together. So good.
2: Yeah.
0: I remember around that time, 88, going to see them at some weird place by a mall, like a Benigan's almost type of place that had music on Fridays and Saturdays. And I went Friday and Saturday and like hung out with those guys in between sets, kind of like trying to glean the knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: mean, he's just... What's his name? It's just like... I can't remember. can't remember his name right now, but he's just like such an amazing guitar player. Yeah. Um, and singer. Um, so yeah, Hole in the Wall. Oh, it, the Electric Lounge was... A, was No, the Electric Lounge closed in nine, 89, I think.
0: No, no, no. Electric Lounge opened in the like 94 or something like that.
1: I think it was already 94. gone by then. No, no,
0: no. No, okay. no, 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 no. All right. No, it was there in 93. Okay. 90, I, I,
1: yeah, because I remember going there with Tony. So yeah.
0: When did you meet Tony?
1: Probably, I think 92.
0: 92?
1: Nine, yeah, 92.
0: Was he living here? I he met was... him the day he moved here. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I think you said that in the book. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tony Scalzo from Fastballs who we're talking
1: about. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I met him that... fresh off the road. Fresh off the road. <laughs> yeah. He just was like, I'm living. Dude, that guy, I love that guy. <laughs> you know, I played with them this summer.
1: I know. Yeah, I heard. Was super fun. Yeah, that must be really fun. I would love to go see them again. It's been a while. Um, yeah, it was at Cadillac Tramps and Beat Farmers show. Oh yeah, at Liberty Lunch, and I was friends with Cadillac Tramps, and he was friends with Cadillac Tramps from Orange County, and so they introduced us. And
0: the rest is know, history. Sort of, yeah. Um, uh, Beet Farmers weren't from here. No, nope. they were from like Georgia or something.
1: I don't remember, but they were so. I
0: remember them playing. A lot they were the kazoo. They around. played
1: kazoo. They would have that kazoo song. Do you remember that? And, no, like, I everyone don't. Would, Get on stage with their kazoos that they brought to the show, and really, um, yeah, that was a uh, it was really fun.
0: I know. I lived in Houston before I moved here. Uh, in the in the eighty nine and ninety I was managed by Fitzgeralds, and so I used to just hang out there and see shows all the time. Yeah. I know I saw them, but I don't. I don't remember.
1: You know, I seeing went them. Fitzgeralds. I saw. Um, Johnny Winter's there once. Oh, really? Yeah, with Ian Moore, and I drove there. Oh, awesome! Just just to see him play because it was so amazing.
0: He's man, Ian. Like that's a uh, that's a guy that I've watched his whole thing. Yeah, I've watched all the different Ians come through (laughs) and go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I knew him in. I mean, obviously, I didn't know him in high school, but like I knew him in high school. Like he, yeah. So he was he started
0: then, like. No, he was a guy. He was just a I don't, guy. I don't remember him playing. He was a guy. Okay, this is how weird it is. He was, I worked at Whole Foods and Brody Oaks in the, in the mid 80s, mm-hmm. but then also went back and worked there uh, in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But in the mid 80s, when I worked there, his dad owned a store kind of oh. two doors over from there. Okay. And my mom used to hang out there talking to his dad all the time.
1: Was it the Crystal store? No.
0: Something like that. Okay. It was like a, a weird hippie store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, this is a place where like his dad would own it and my mom would go and yeah, talk to you. That's, that's that that why I,
1: when you said your mom went there, yeah, I was like, yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was a hippie store. They had hippie stuff. I don't I don't remember exactly. I remember I remember him because I remember going in there a few times and, and like to get, meet my mom after work or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, and then I knew him and Chaney at school. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you went to high school. I went to ice, Austin High. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, cute. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. With with uh, with Martian and Sasha and Ian and wow. Chaney and uh, Elias Hasslinger and oh, uh, who's the guy that does the? I don't know him, but I know he was there during that time. There's a guy that does like big string shows. Will right taylor will Taylor, Mm -hmm. he was there too apparently mike vegas was there oh my god it was a whole scene yeah 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 it was a whole
1: whole bunch of musician degenerates (laughs) and then remember
0: uh remember yeah dude i'm gonna keep on going sorry because this is deep austin yeah uh in my biology class kim powell the drummer of uh of morningwood
1: oh my gosh
0: she she sat behind me (laughs) in biology (laughs)
1: Now, Morningwood were they not mentioned in the in the book, The Curious Mix of People?
0: No, they're not. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like they were part of that I scene. I guess not. I mean, they were, but they they were more part of the uh, the rock and roll free for all. Now, I remember. Okay. I yeah. remember seeing you there.
1: Yeah, that was a big part of my scene for yeah. that era. Yeah, um, I feel like I was always at the hole in the wall. Um, at some point in my life, <laughs> like that was my most frequented place during a period of time yeah um it was seeing fastball it was seeing paul minor and just every like toots and holler played there all the time right um because they toots had and like holler a weekly show stayed, there, right? like my favorite band from through all the eras really yeah because even when i met tony like now it's almost like like tony was there from the beginning but he wasn't but he's he was like part of the my my toots and holler experience yeah um <clears throat> which i find interesting he loves deb-
0: bands, those that that era of bands. Yeah, he does. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he you wouldn't think he wasn't from here.
0: No, you no. Know,
1: the way he is, yeah.
0: No, and do you know that song, uh The Groover is gone. Yes. The uh, uh God, it just I learned it now. I love that song. But yeah. that sounds like a that sounds like it was written by one of the psalms yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what i yeah, mean yeah,
1: yeah. well yeah. he was the groover
0: yeah yeah he was the groover
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um i love that song but yes it does seem like tony is from here he mm-hmm. has adopted the whole thing mm-hmm. he knows the catalog of music yep yeah fastball doesn't sound like that though no they don't in that time like you were around when they started as magneto usa yes. i remember in my in my thing I remember that Miles and Joey had a new band. That's how, like, oh, right, oh Miles because they had and big car, right? And yeah. then, oh, Miles moved back to town. He's got this band. He came mm-hmm. back from San Francisco, and it's going to be the scene mm-hmm. with Joey. And uh, I was like, oh, no shit. And then it was just like Langer. Like I hung out with Langer a lot, and it was just yeah. like you c- literally there. <laughs> He all he said was Magneto USA until they changed their name to fastball. Yeah, well, and he's, there wasn't it's their
1: fault. Yeah, he it's his fault they got signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, he was a, a, like a legitimate fucking champion from the first time he saw them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank God for Andy Langer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what was did they because I remember going to see them and thinking, like, wow, they're just fucking amazing, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and thinking, uh, I don't can't remember if I've ever had this conversation with them. I must have had it with them at some point. Just how weird it was to be that band in this town—the the
1: band that had a hit, or
0: before the hit, like sounding like a band oh. that has hits because that wasn't that that was a weird kind of like
1: that wasn't a genre that was yeah that was popular. Like, I mean, were they
0: punk enough to sort of like transcend that and and they were cool, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because you know, like. Tony's songwriting aesthetic at that time kind of was, but it was also kind of Southern California, pop punk, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, um, like he turned me on to the muffs and I, and I think that he was really like, like that was kind of like the kind of music that he was sort of writing. Um, but yeah, I don't really, there wasn't really necessarily a place for them, but the hole in the wall was the sort of incubator for a lot of that kind of like different type of music. Yeah. But it was definitely pop and there wasn't that much pop at the time.
0: Right. I remember those Sunday nights more towards the uh, late 90s. And because I feel like that's when I played there more frequently on those. And it was more like we wrote a bunch of new songs over the last month and a half. And I felt like a lot of people were doing that. Like I remember seeing Spoon there in that era. Yes. On those Sunday nights and 16 Deluxe in that era on those Sunday nights. And people were kind of like, hey, this is my new song.
1: (laughs) So it was kind of like the testing ground, you think, for new songs? Yeah, kind of in front of your
0: friends and in front of real fans of music. And like people go, oh, man, what's that song? You know, oh, you liked it? Cool. We just came up with, you know. Yeah. I felt like that was a conversation I had a lot on Sunday nights.
1: Yeah, that's true. It was a real musician's scene. Yeah, you know, like even the the music fans were musicians or or people like me that like went to shows all the time and really had a had a you know a good sort of handle on what was good.
0: <laughs> right. It's funny. I was talking to Todd Wolfson this morning about this sort of thing uh-huh. and like, uh, these eras. Like someone's doing a documentary about the back room. I think it's done. It's coming out, and mm. and that's a whole scene. Yeah. This curious mix of people. is a whole scene. Whatever scene I was in was a scene. Everyone, you know, yeah. everyone's scene was some kind of scene, the hole in the wall scene. And it, everyone goes back and goes, like, that was the most magical time. And we both kind of were like, today, I was like, I don't think it, I think it was just the fact that you're this age to this age. Yeah. And unless you're like an Auschwitz, you're having a great fucking time. Yeah. And that's the best time of your the life. The whole
1: time was magical. Yeah. I don't know. From, yeah, the whole, I went to the back room a lot because I was also into heavy metal. You were? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, I mean, I saw the black crows there.
0: Um, oh that must have been that early. was amazing
1: it was very early and they were so good it was like sick
0: was that like 90
1: it must have been wow it must have been um, I mean I liked Pariah yeah you know, I would go see them there I saw Paul Simonon's and Gary Myrick's band what were they called um, oh I can't remember not Havana 3 yeah Havana 3 that was okay yeah like that was you know I just saw. I saw some good shows there but it was definitely a weird
0: place my friends and I in Houston, <laughs> we went streaking. What? Very drunk. And I lived down the street from Fitzgerald's and we, we st- st- struck, struck, <laughs> we struck around the Havana 3 a.m. bus when they were on there. And oh, someone yelled God. out like, uh, someone yelled out something very British to us. I can't oh, remember what it was, it must have been but Paul. it was, it was something very, someone yelled out something <laughs> at us. It's like have- six dudes totally naked running down the street, running down White Oak. How old yeah. were you? Like 22. Oh my
1: God, that's so funny. <laughs> I had a weird connection. I had a friend, a girlfriend in London who called Paul Simon on her brother because I guess his family life wasn't good and so he kind of grew up with her. Uh-huh. And um, so when they played here, she... How did we do anything before cell phones? I do not know, but she put me in touch with him somehow, and so somehow I got into the show and into like backstage to meet him. And um, I thought what was, that was he like? He was really, really nice, especially because yeah. I knew this girl whose name I can't remember. Um, you know, so he was just he was just really he was friendly and sweet and, and nice. Yeah, he wasn't any you know like it wasn't like meeting like oh my god the Clash you know.
0: Yeah. Did you ever hear that podcast that was they did? That Chuck D narrated. That was on Spotify. It's gone. You can't find it anywhere. It's a total bummer. But they talked to Joe Ely a lot in it. Like he was very yeah. He had a real strong connection with them.
1: He did. I mean, he was on. He sang on their record.
0: Yeah, the uh, Spanish stuff of uh, of should I stay or should I go? Yeah, exactly. He wrote it and (laughs) sang with them. Yeah.
1: Um, Speaking of Joe Ely, he was another sort of like Austin person that I just always loved. Yeah. Somehow, just like he just epitomized everything. I even. Did Ian, Ian Moore was in his band. Yes. Yes. So I yes. went and saw them in England one time when I was visiting. Oh, really? And um, and saw like yeah, Ian and Joe Ely, and that was incredible. Yeah, I remember.
0: I remember. I I feel like it was before Ian got signed, and mm-hmm. there was this kind of like he ended up playing with like that. What was her name? There was a lady he played with too.
2: I don't
1: remember that.
0: It wasn't the Black Velvet lady, and it wasn't Melissa Etheridge, but there was another lady at that time that was kind of being launched.
1: Okay, that
0: sounds... Sass Jordan.
1: That sounds familiar.
0: And then he played with, with Joe, mm-hmm. like, on a tour or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I
0: saw a couple of those shows. They were great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember the Grissom era of Joe Lee. Yeah. I love I loved Joe Lee, man. That I love Joey Lee, too. Yeah. That guy also, he was so ahead of his time. Okay, so um, back to... Okay, so Hole in the Wall, that was a great place. Yeah. It's weird also that that, that PA system... I say the same thing about the the Continental Club Gallery. Like, that front room at the home, there's no reason why anything should be amazing in that room. If you go walk in and you look at that PA and you've never been in there and you don't know any history of anything, you're like, fucking seriously? And I have to run it myself while I'm up here, like, (laughs) lean over, like, hey, can you hear me singing? (laughs) You know? You know, that's one of
1: the sort of, like, blessings from my perspective as not a musician. Yeah. and that I don't really... Like, I mean, if something is terrible, I might notice, but sure, I don't sure. really notice or care like a lot about like some of the details. Like I remember like Tony or someone would be like, oh, I, I played crap or I made a mistake. And I'm like, I didn't notice. Like, it's just from the front. It's just right. fun. Yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah, Good yeah. and exciting, yeah. you know. And so like, yeah, like that, I wouldn't have known that that would never ever like come into my brain.
0: About you PA. never noticed that it was just this funky ass PA system with like one speaker I mean, over no, there on the I side. I mean, kind
1: of. I would, yeah. I mean, I guess I would notice that it was rink a dink, but the well, sound or anything like that.
0: Well, the ma- the sound rink. wasn't bad. Like okay. if people, like I feel like a lot of times when I went in there and saw shows, I was seeing people that knew how to play that, just like the gallery. Like, there's no uh, yeah. reason why that place should sound good.
1: Right, but the people it sounds playing fucking are fucking great. So they know how to amazing. do
0: it. Yeah, yeah. that's they true. Know how to play good to musicians.
2: The yeah,
0: some of those late nights, man. I would ask uh, Kevin, Lance, to please get off the drums, <laughs> and I would end up playing drums there at the hole in the wall. Oh, okay. Oh, at the with the with the with the with
1: Paul Miner's band. Yeah,
0: or whoever was. Uh, it was usually like after Paul. Oh. Like it was like, <laughs> like whatever's the last like happens. three songs. <laughs> whatever's happening. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, when everyone realizes they got to work the next day and they all leave, and then Paul's like, Yeah, sure, man. You can go up there and play Jesse's Girl. I don't care.
1: So, another legendary show that like people maybe weren't at, but that think that know it so well is the whole one when Mojo Nixon was playing and Don Henley came in. Yes. And I think I was there. You
0: were there? Yeah. I talked to Mojo about that.
1: I mean, I and it was, did you see the Mojo documentary?
0: Yes. Yeah, so good. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, that, like, how does that happen? But it happens.
0: Yeah. You're friends with Matt, right?
1: Yeah, he's one of my best friends.
0: Yeah, that guy.
1: Incredible. What a
0: fucking, I can't believe it. Like, and then I got Mojo on there. He's like, yeah, this guy, like, he, he got the camera. It's like reading the instructions. And then we came time to edit the documentary. He was like looking up videos on YouTube and stuff. And he made a fucking great documentary. He made a great documentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's,
1: you know, he, he was like really dedicated, but I wouldn't say he was like, well, maybe he was stressed out. You could ask his girlfriend, but like,
0: there's no way you, know, you he would be stressed so, out for that he was, long. But
1: he's such a calm dude. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he just does everything and he's always kind of happy and, and he's really one of the greatest people I know.
0: Yeah. Matt yeah. Eske. Matt Eske. <laughs> uh, Freedom Records. Yep. I've got John. I'm doing John D. after you today.
1: Oh, you are? Yeah. I love that guy.
0: Yeah. I do too. Have you listened to that new record?
1: I haven't. Man, I'll give it a listen.
0: I you know what's weird? I had a guy last week on I'm not trying to laugh, but you'll see the humor in it. Another guy that died and was brought back to life last week on the show. Oh. Now I'm having John this week. It's like <laughs> I'm like I can't believe this.
1: We're in the era. <laughs> so normally it
0: normally doesn't happen. Well, the other guy was like drug related. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway.
1: Well, and you know, and I actually didn't get into John D until like he was a I'm a late bloomer with him. It was honestly it was like resentment stays. Really? At Saxon. Yeah. And after, our, I think it was after Tony and I were even were divorced and I would, that was one of the things I would go do when I started having kid-free weekends and stuff.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. So, so once you had kids, then you didn't go out as much.
1: I didn't go to as much. Well, yeah, it happens. But my parents lived here. So I actually had quite a, you know, I, had, I didn't miss that much. That but was like
0: late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah.
1: Claudia was born in 98. Yeah. And Gabriel was born in 2002. Gabe. Yeah.
0: I remember him as a little yeah. guy. Guy. Um so who were you seeing then? Like it must be you if you went to go see something, it wasn't like before you'd go see anything. You had to start kind of like planning.
1: Yeah, it would bo- probably be mostly touring
0: events. Okay. So
1: like I was really into Imperial Teen and other and the Muffs. Oh my gosh, like I would never miss like if the muffs came. Um so yeah, it would be usually a touring show then I would make a you know, okay. plan for it and get a babysitter. Yeah. Cuz Tony was gone a lot, so I was still I was so it was, it wasn't even just you know, going out with him, it was just going out at all. Right. Cuz I was alone all the time.
0: Oh yeah, because in the 98 then Yeah. Psh, then see you later, yeah. buddy. Um I didn't play on that song live when I played with them.
1: You didn't play on the song? Yeah. Oh. They
0: have a thing that they makes it sound exactly like the song
1: oh right so that they can please the audiences mm-hmm. that's i mean that's fair i like that it's yeah like you know what i love I hear it
0: I, I love about them what i love about spoon what i love about uh you know guys are getting like throwing myself into this and learning this these guys music from not all of it but like the whole eras of mm-hmm. it you know something from every record mm-hmm. at least um people get so much better yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. not that they were bad at any point but like you really do get better if you keep on working at right. it like look at you know I saw uh, Miles and I went to see uh spoon this summer and it it was
1: it I, I saw spoon at in Marfa did you wh-
0: no I saw them at uh the place in New Braunfels it's outside oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah that terrible place
0: <laughs> is it
1: i don't know i just feel like it's just really hard to be there
0: uh i had a good time <laughs> i don't know yeah it was a little it was a little whatever but it was so magical seeing them so you saw them at, you went to transbaco's yeah. oh yeah i saw that on mm-hmm. your how was that
1: it was really really good
0: where do um, you stay when you're there in a tent
1: um <laughs> in a no thing? no 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 actually funnily enough i'm really good friends with miles's ex-wife kelly yes and she lives there yes so she has a casita and i stay there so i go i go there a lot um, and we weren't really, we weren't actually friends when we were both married to the band. We became friends later, more. We they, knew each other, but.
0: They were my neighbors during that time. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah. Hyde Park. Hyde Park, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, still has that house.
0: Yep. Um, so who else did you see there? Ben Queller, did he play?
1: He played, yeah. Uh, it was really hard. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he's he is raw and open about losing his son, you know, brings it up and. It was hard, but beautiful.
0: It's interesting to have that sort of. Uh, I don't think he could do that if he would have been like super famous and had transient fans. His fans are. That's he's true. got a very safe place yeah. to, go, to go freak out.
1: Yeah, that's true. He's not. And his people don't appreciate it too. They're like, yeah, they're loyal to him and they know him and he almost knows them yes. from that relationship. Yeah. That's a really I didn't ever think of that perspective but that is probably really true. Well good. I'm glad for him.
0: Yeah. Me that he too. Could do that. Me too. Because really playing is the, you know, it's it's so it really gets you through so much yeah, shit it's like a that. a healing balm. Healing balm. Yeah,
1: and if you were super famous, you know, mega mainstream, you couldn't bring it up every time.
0: No. He wouldn't be playing the
1: People would write about it and you'd be trashed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know how guys like that did that sort of thing like them and Spoon. They they cultivated an audience of like you know, people that you Yeah you're kinda of proud to have as an audience.
1: Yeah. Um I'm trying to remember who else I saw. Michelle and Deggio Cello.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: that was really interesting. She's um, great. She was really good. Um but I um I go home fairly early from shows.
0: So I miss uh, that a that. That shit goes on late. People are on mushrooms and stuff, they're yeah. freaking out. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the, a different you're level. A like mushrooms. you're like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean half the merchandise in that place is like mushroom stuff. <laughs> yeah, it
1: really is. Like
0: I took mushrooms and lived in the, the poster probably. Mushrooms. <laughs> I stayed out there you did? Uh, a couple years ago, yeah.
1: For the festival? No. Like, oh.
0: No. Uh it just it went out there.
1: Yeah. It's my favorite place to go. It's a good um, place. I've been four times this year. It's like I just really? yeah. Yeah. I'm it's just it's my sort of solace healing place at the risk of sounding cheesy but yeah no that's how i feel there
0: what's that hotel the saint
1: saint george is saint the george. newer hotel yeah it's beautiful it's
0: got a good pool scene there yeah that's my jam
1: that's the it's uh, quite the scene and scrappy lives there that's true he has a Are house you there Buddies mm-hmm. with him i am yeah. yeah um again he was part of my sort of post-marriage like music scene um more um resentments was from resentments yeah. yeah yeah i mean i saw loose diamonds in their era at the hole in the wall a few times but i wasn't really like friends with them that much then
0: no i feel like they were always on tour a lot they were back on tour then. a lot yeah they weren't like a band that you saw all the time year round
1: yeah that's true yeah but, but like the bass player mike is one of my best friends now oh yeah yeah we talk all the time
0: i haven't seen him in a long time yeah he was in buda oh look at that <laughs> Hey, let me ask you this. Yeah. And you're 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 in real estate. Yes. And you have people moving here all the time from other places. Yes. And you sell them houses. Yes. Um, what do you notice about people moving here? Because it has watered down the music scene. It isn't as intense and, you know.
1: Yeah. One thing I see is that some people do still sort of come here for like live music. Like they think of that when they think of Austin. But I would say that most people don't. Um, but it, okay. So, but the ones that do, they're still like, if they're, you know, depending on their income or, you know, price point they're looking at, they're still looking at like round rock and Cedar park and stuff, and then think that they're going to be like going to see bands all the time. You're not going do that. And, and like, I, I, I can't, I sort of sometimes sort of try to explain it, but you can't just be that blunt, but like, that's not Austin and you won't be driving, you know, 40 right. minutes to go see a band, you know, like on the regular. And, you know, maybe there's some venues up, up, up there. I don't I think there's one in Cedar park. Um, but maybe it's... I haven't oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, there is a hotspot.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, it's not like a club. Like, no, it's a pretty big
0: venue. So, yeah.
1: um, so I do think that, that, yeah, that kind of like reason for, I mean, that's why the reason I moved here was for music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think that that's Me necessarily too. the reason anymore at yeah. all. You know, now it's the food or, you know, the nightlife in general.
0: Yeah. But you know what? I don't think that's just here. I mean, I think there's, like, a lot of, the, like, music, I feel like, used to really drive the culture. Yeah. And now uh, we do with what our, like, if you would have gone, when you went to go see Stevie Ray Vaughan at Steamboat when you were here in the 80s and you had a camera on you, you would have taken a photo of Stevie Ray Vaughan and been like, guy, look at this. It's got this fucking photo of Stevie Ray Vaughan. I have right. This now it would have been you with Stevie Ray Vaughan. They're like, hey, I'm at Stevie Ray Vaughan.
1: Right. It's, it's, it's so more it's about, about. The person.
0: Yeah, yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like their own little PR company oh. trying to spin their life in like a positive way. <laughs> yeah, That's so true. Does my hair look good?
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Do a yeah. Picture. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it is weird. Uh-huh. I, and it's weird. It's weird to uh it's weird to be in it and this is how you make your living and sort of like watch it kind of like, oh, oh, no one cares about us. It's about them being at our show. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so weird.
1: And, you know, and and I think because a lot of that, like, I, I just, I don't really go see shows anymore. Like, like Dirty Little Secret. I'm not really like the rock and roll girl, you know, anymore. And, you know, it's...
0: Well, you put in your time, man. No one's, yeah, no one's (laughs) judging you for what you're doing. Like 30 years later, if you were still going out every night, it would be a little like, wow.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: that's true, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Uh, I mean, I do, I do like... But like, for example, going to Marfa and going to Transpacos—that's right. like, like sort of doable. It's small. It's yeah. you know, there's parking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude, that I mean, you know. I, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go see his Golden Messenger tonight at Antone's. Do you I, know that guy? I don't. It's a single guy. Okay. With a cool name. Um,
1: yeah, it's a very cool name.
0: And uh, I, yeah, you should check him out. He's really great. Um, but uh, but. This morning, I went through a whole, like, anxiety thing where I was like, I'm just going to call the publicist or text the publicist and be like, take me off the list. I can't go to this thing tonight. I don't know if I'm going to take an Uber. Am I going to drive? When am I going to eat? It's at nine. When am I going to leave? Oh, I'm my God. I'm going to sit around. And, you know what I yes, mean? Yes, that like, is exactly
1: <laughs> my brain whenever there's a show. And God forbid I've committed, you know? And yeah. I'm like, I, I live across the street pretty much from the Sagebrush, which I really like. Have you been to the Sagebrush? Because mm-hmm. that reminds me of old Austin. I love that Austin, Yeah. You know? Um. So... If there's a show there at six,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I might go. Yeah. And I've done it. You know, it's fun.
0: Yeah. The you know the Living Pins, you know, Carrie a uh, Clark yes. from sixteen deluxe. They played down the street at 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 Buzzmill at like eight o'clock. Nice. Totally doable. I could walk with Rosie. Yeah. And I was sat here from like seven until eight forty, going like Isaac i just standing there and it's cold outside.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like. Exactly. It's cold. I don't know. My bed's really comfortable. I could watch Netflix. You know. Yeah. Um,
0: I think pandemic also kind of took the wind out of people's sails. That is
1: really true. Yeah. Because sometimes I still feel uncomfortable in a crowded, a super crowded, like, space, you know? Yeah. Just thinking about yeah, yeah. You know, watching I people used to cough think
0: that. and like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh
1: my gosh I just went came back from this real estate conference and getting in elevators you know at the hotel I was just like oh my gosh I can't believe we do are doing this again
0: was it in Vegas
1: <laughs> no it was in San Diego
0: oh that's a nice place
1: yeah it was really nice it's right on the bay it you like beautiful. it there I like LA better you do um, than San Diego I, I was I went to LA first and then San Diego for the conference and it was nice um but again, I was in my hotel room like by six or seven every night, and there was all these parties, you know, that I didn't go to because tired.
0: So. Yeah, and also like I, you know, like what I think it was the great Tony Scalzo that said this to <laughs> the me. Once. Great, he said this was years ago, like fifteen or sixteen years ago. I was, he was saying some someone had invited him to a party, and he was like, and then they said it was going to be really cool, and he's like how cool is it going to be? Like I've been to a lot of cool parties. Like how cool is a party actually going to be? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I have that sometimes too. Like how great is it going to
1: yeah, be? Yeah. It's just, it's probably not. <laughs> yeah. He's really, really good at not going to stuff.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: he's, he's mastered that for, you know, and for his own, you know, mental, not mental health, like, but you know, yeah, just for being happy and like knowing exactly what he wants. I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what I thought was funny was the curious mix of people, they had a big party at the uh at the parlor. Did oh, you go to that?
1: No, but I wanted to.
0: It, it was but like a, it was at three in the oh, afternoon. I have and I done was it. like I was like, dude, this is like the most like we're old now thing. Yeah. I've ever seen. Just the fact that they're doing it noon to seven. And, or three to seven. And everyone
1: was there at three. <laughs> and everyone
2: was there at three.
0: <laughs> and everyone was there at three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any bands that you've seen as of late of local or you've heard? Do you listen to KOTX and um, Sun Radio and stuff? And no, because
1: I'm always listening to Spotify. So I, so actually, oh. no, I would really love actually to maybe you can send me a list of some cool local bands to pay attention to. I know to some good bands, yeah. My friend um, really likes Resto.
0: Oh, Restos. And, yes. Restos, yeah. And They're so she's, she's trying
1: to get me to go see them. And I, I'm friends with... One of the guys in that band, so I Graham? probably should go. Yeah, Graham. Yeah,
0: he's a sweet man.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that I would like to go see, but really, I, 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 I would go see John D. Um,
0: oh, we went to go see David.
1: Oh yes. Well,
0: was that like four years ago? Like <laughs> I was trying to think of when that was. No, was it, it was last only a year? year? And a half,
1: it was only a year and a half ago because it was right after my diagnosis, I believe. Okay. And um, that's when you told me the Ian Moore story. About the... I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Making the scene. (laughs) But, I mean, I would go see David every time he played, if Mm -hmm. he played more. Love him.
0: He moved away, man. We don't have the luxury of seeing him all the time. Yeah. Plays more at Largo than he does at Continental (laughs) Club. How sad is that?
1: That is sad. I miss miss when he used to do, like, just small... Oh, my... Like, he's even played a birthday of mine. Like, he's just... Like, he's just so fun. Yeah. You know, you just always want to dance and be happy at his shows. Were
0: you here... You were here, then, for their thing... For the Twang Twang Chaka Boom, were you, did you, you know, involve yourself? No, in that?
1: that wasn't really my kind of music or what, what year would that, I think it was.
0: It's like 90, 91.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I remember their existence, but maybe. 89,
0: 90, 91. Maybe I couldn't
1: get past the name. <laughs> Just
0: kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, they, uh, uh, Jeff Haley uh, from that band did a podcast that's like uh, uh, the same as an oral history. Oh. of that time and yeah. that and their scene.
1: I mean who what where
0: did they play? I mean, I remember They played on West Mall and Holm At okay. your beloved Holmwell. My beloved. And um, Liberty Lunch. They weren't they just weren't around that long. Yeah. They, it was a That's it true. Was it was short lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: With one beautiful song. Oh no, they didn't have a beautiful song. That was just Avid, the disco ball world.
0: Yeah, but yeah. they had they had a lot of I, I my uh ex wife walked down the aisle to a twang twang chocolate oh, room really? song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so I love the you. To yeah, meet you, to meet, to meet me, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Sarah Hickman sang it.
1: Oh, how nice. Yeah, that's the Austin Austin music, Austin music wedding it. if yeah, I ever heard one. Yeah. Oh, God, you know, um,
0: if only Alejandro Escovedo would have married us. That oh, that would have been a legend, and we would still be married.
1: Another person I adore.
0: Yes, amazing. Um,
1: I took sm- another guy that gets better. He gets better. And like, you know when you t- invite someone to a show and you've raved about this band yeah. and you invite them to come in, then you're just like, oh my God, are they going to like it? Yeah. So my friend from England who was my best friend since I was 17 and her boyfriend were visiting and we went to see Rosie at Seaboys mm-hmm. and then I was like, we really should go to the Continental Club and see Alejandro. I think you'll like him. And then I was so nervous because it's not like anything in England, you know, any British type of music, whatever. They were floored. They still talk yeah. about it as the best show they ever saw. He's magic.
0: Yeah, he is magic. He's 100% rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And he's all the stuff that, that we like about. Like, he also embodies a lot of the British things of cool rock and roll guys yeah. like Mark Boland and Bowie. That's true. And like, true. he always looks really fucking awesome. He, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Sharp, he's, yeah, you know? yeah. He's just, he's, he, and, and he gives it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He has that, that special yeah. um, entertainer magic that yeah. not, not everybody has.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I love that.
0: <laughs> John D too.
1: John D does too. That's true. Yeah, he just turns it on.
0: Yeah, that was a show I went to after the pandemic, like the first one back that he did. And man, I think that's one of the loudest shows. That and Buick McCain at the whole in the oh, in the nineties. Buick
1: McCain, yeah.
0: That I was, was like getting hit in the face with a bat <laughs> in the best way possible. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, where I, God, I used to go see them all the time. I just can't remember where right now.
0: I did some shows with them. I remember doing one at Steamboat and uh and then they let us open for them some shows.
1: They allowed you.
0: Well, they like, my band was so loud and obnoxious. What band was that? Gowdy. Oh, Gowdy. Affectionately referred to as Loudy <laughs> at the time by sound men. And like they were offensively loud and we were offensively it was just yeah, there was a lot. And then even sorry, at one point we were trying to change our name and we we were going to change our name to the song after Buick McCain on the slider called Metal Guru.
1: Oh, that would be so good. Yeah.
0: And I was so excited. I was excited uh, because I was like, oh, I wonder, we'll have the name right next year. Yes, on the then we'll to tour with we you battle. forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Our label did not like that name. Oh. Metal. Because we were signed by Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Yeah. And they thought we were making fun of him. Oh, because of metal. Metal and Guru. Guru. Oh. Yeah. And we're like, no, no, no. Oh. Oh, wow, that's actually really funny. No, no, no. It's the the song after Puke McCain on the slider. Yeah. Yeah, dorks. That's funny. Oh, That's other dogs. That's not my dog. They're all coming. I got the windows open because it's so nice. It is a nice day. Um, All right, so you need to see Restos. Yeah. Fantastic band. We actually, Skyrocket played up in uh, New York for Friday and Saturday night a couple weeks ago. And Restos played at the place we played on Thursday night.
1: And I would like to see Skyrocket again. Yeah. And you recently mentioned that you played a show where you did all songs by a certain band. And I can't remember who it was, but I remember thinking I needed to see that. We did
0: all 80s. And all then we did 80s? all 70s. Okay. Yeah.
1: There was something that you said, and I was like, oh, I wish I could We see did that an one.
0: ELO show, but that was like no. 15, 16 years ago.
1: In, well, I think all 80s would have been really fun.
0: All 80s was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny, though, what the 80s, what like...
1: Oh, no, I remember it was. There was some song that you said that you can't believe that that she knew all the words to or something like that. Oh, my God. What was it? Oh, no. I'm not going to remember.
0: Who knew all the words?
1: I'm going to have to listen to your podcast again. Okay. I don't, I don't know, know which one it was.
0: I'm, I am shocked sometimes that young people, they know the words to all the songs that we play. That's incredible.
1: I wouldn't have thought I that think we... from like
0: movies and like. You know,
1: well, parents. They and... also go through like retro phases, just like we did. I mean, like when I started getting into right. music, it was the Doors and right, and right, whatever. They right, went around, right. you know. So like everyone has, every young person has their phase of looking back.
0: Yeah, I think. You, did the Doors stick with you?
1: Yeah, I still love them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I never. Something about those guys. I never. They never got me.
1: Um. There's some songs. I laugh not... at a
0: lot of this. I mean, the band I think is really cool. It's him that I like. Sometimes he makes me laugh. Well, like he's, he's so dramatic. So dramatic. <laughs> how did
1: it even like? How did people even
0: so dramatic. like it at the
1: time? Yeah. yeah. So wild. But yeah, you know, Led Zeppelin. Everyone has their Led Zeppelin phase, and um, I mean, I'm still in my Rolling Stones phase. So there's that. Did you see them? I've seen them a lot. Yeah.
0: Like on the last. I saw the last yeah. one. Yeah.
1: Here. They're coming. They just announced dates for next year. Um, and I'm going to be in Mexico for the Houston date, so I'm actually going to miss them. I don't think I want to travel for them. I don't mm. think I have that in me. I don't know.
0: I can't believe how those pictures on Biden's birthday. And they're like, here's Mick Jagger. Here's Joe Biden. You're <laughs> like, fuck, they're the same age, dude. Like, That is pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. It's a trip. I mean, it's genetics, too. But I also think it's like if you if you fucking live not stupidly like you're young, but like a young person and keep your, man, their latest album. Jesus it's so Christ. Good. It yeah. is. And him. Yeah. Personally, like it's like the best, some of the best singing he's ever done. Yeah.
1: No, that's true. I do think, I mean, I think a lot of musicians have a sort of eternal youth thing because it, they are doing like this thing that they love. That's like, of themselves they're not doing a grind of any kind you know like yeah. if you're able to yeah and i think that is what can keep you healthy and you know you have to do some other things too like work out yeah <laughs> at first for, you yeah know? you can't just be in
0: a band <laughs> and, and you'll never get old but
1: um but you know like there's just yeah i think that there's a there is a fountain of youth within there somehow
0: yeah hallman is a good hallman example Is of that. a great example of that i love him
1: yeah love him too they
0: won't invite me over tell them to, they keep on saying, oh, we'll th- invite th- you over. to
1: Well, I wish I still lived behind them, and then I would invite you over, and then we would just walk over there. Yeah. You know, I, I used to live behind them for years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When and I
0: first the got Eric divorced. Eric Johnson compound. In that,
1: yeah, in the Eric Johnson house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I used to think of, like, Eric Johnson, like, all his band lived in that place.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I met him recently and, so, and, like, said I lived there, and he was sort of glazed, you
0: know. Yeah. He's a nice guy.
1: I'm sure he is. I don't know him, but, yeah.
0: He was a difficult. I had him on the show. Oh, he wasn't easy.
1: I think Wayne Nagel's actually his tour manager right now.
0: Really? Yeah. Wayne Nagel's one of the greatest human. He beings. He is one of everybody. the greatest
1: human. If and it would be him I would go to the Stones with. Yeah. If I was not in Mexico next year. Um.
0: Did you ever go? Remember when he used to do Beatles versus the Stones? Yes. In the nineties. Yes. Yeah.
1: I would definitely go to that because I'm I'm a Stones. Yeah. Clearly. And he had. Oh, do you remember when Troy Dillinger had that Stones cover band? Yes. They played my birthday. That was the same birthday that Johnny Gowdy. am oh not
0: Johnny, Johnny Gowdy. Gowdy. Sorry, I'm talking to you. No, that yeah. That Davide yeah. Garza
1: played. Um, <clears throat> but, but, but Wayne was also in a Stones cover band. Yeah. Played bass.
0: They played, they played, they would play those things. Those things, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> we should do that again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, well, Stephen Doster took over those things and made it like a John Lennon birthday thing. Oh, okay. So and he was obviously stopped. a
1: Beatles and he just took over.
0: Yeah. I don't. Why do you have to be either or? That's what I, I don't, don't understand. Know. Well, because I mean, as far as their new music, I'm definitely Stones. Like I don't. Well, I'm no, not that new Beatles song is... Oh, like,
1: I didn't even hear it yet. I'm, I have to confess, so, I'm not it's so a funny Beatles how many fan. Few people haven't heard it. I'm not. i have just never been a Beatles fan. Like really? I don't hate or just dis- no, no, no. dislike, but I won't put it on. I don't think I've ever put it on to play.
0: That's pretty amazing. My life. I respect people like that Yeah. because they're I'm. I'm one of those people that was raised by a mom that they're everything the answer to your question about life is on side two of the white album bro (laughs) go listen to it you know what i mean like
1: yeah yeah well you know i think so my mom wasn't a beatles fan necessarily either she somehow missed but she was a bob dylan fan so that was my first music love and i don't know the stones are just like my brother kind of was the one that got, like, the family into the Stones. But they, I just, I always, always aligned with that dirty rock and roll. Yeah. You know, like, that's just, like, the thing that gets to my soul, you know? Yeah. And I just don't feel that in the Beatles.
0: It's a different, like, they're not... Helter they're, Skelter, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're not, uh, they they play from the heart and from the head. And mm. the Rolling Stones are just, like, a lot of it's in the waist area. <laughs> and, you you know... There you go. It is it is their thing is a fuckload more rock and roll than the Beatles. Yeah. Like yeah. the Beatles are a lot more like uh, Burt Bacharach than I
1: mean, and that makes sense Chuck to me Berry. why I would like Yeah. Sounds more. I'm just a rock and roll. Rock and roll girl.
0: Okay, um, I have I have a question for you. Do you okay. follow this? Uh, do you get involved at all watching rock and roll Hall of Fame stuff, or getting upset about it, or why is Chaka Khan in rock and roll Hall of Fame but Iron Maiden isn't, and stuff like that?
1: A little bit. The most I ever know is when Andy Langer po- posts his list and asks for help <laughs> yeah, to vote. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And um, and I think about it, but you know, I kind of I still feel like everybody deserves a chance. You know, like I'm not that I'm not really that particular about the type sure. of music, so I, I don't really. I do sometimes like. At a, did Depeche Mode get in or something? Yes. Yeah, like I'm, like that. I don't get. Oh really? Yeah. I was never into them. So, but that's just personal. But the, every time I think that, I'm like, that's because I don't love them. So I don't really know. Like I don't think I could vote because it would just all be my favorite bands.
0: Yeah. Do you know who the great record guy Seymour Stein? Was?
1: I do know the name. Yeah.
0: He had Sire Records. Okay. Ramones, Talking C-more. Heads, yeah. Uh, Madonna all Did kinds of people. Blondie. No. I don't think he signed okay. Blondie. No. Um, but uh but I was listening to a podcast that came out after he died mm-hmm. recently and uh they were saying they said in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, what do you think the biggest crime is? And he goes, that the cult isn't in it. Like that guy's like literally like the worst thing they've done. And he's like he's wow. like he's like uh Ahmet Erdogan and Jan Winter called me to have the initial me, I'm I'm one of the fucking architects of this thing, and my problem is I don't even go to the things anymore because the cult isn't in it. Wow. Yeah, he's like that's literally the best rock band of the '80s. We like Love of is one era. of the most
1: amazing albums,
0: Shh, easily making the hair on my arms. Yeah, yeah, easily. She
1: sells Sanctuary just <sighs> was everything and
0: electric, Jesus and electric, Christ, yeah. Man. Sonic yeah. Temple too. Um, Three they great were in records. a band.
1: They had they were a band called the Southern Death Cult. Yeah, when I was in london you know in high school and i saw them um a couple times so i was and i thought they were amazing then there was just something about ian Asper. he also has the (sighs) that star sort of charm quality of just you know getting it together and just bringing the audience in
0: yeah yeah him and billy like that's a magical combo yeah of the two dudes up front that yeah they uh I got to see them a couple of times. I saw them a lot. Like, I've seen them a lot since 1999. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I've seen them like six or seven times. But I saw them a couple of times when they were, like, showcasing for every label at the House of Blues on, uh, on Sunset mm. for a week, seven nights. Wow. Uh, and then they got that big Atlantic Records deal. Wow. And, and nothing ever happened again. But,
1: that was after Electric?
0: Oh yeah, that's yeah. like line nineteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. So that would be yeah. after
1: my friend was my ex boyfriend was
0: in them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Matt Sorum was playing drums okay. at the time. Okay. Like he got back with mm-hmm. them after the Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, what are, what are you listening to now? Um
1: That is a good question.
0: Anything as of late?
1: Um I mean I just I listened to a lot of, like, folk music. Like, uh-huh. um, I sh- like. of course, I can't remember. I wish I had my phone and could just open my Spotify. But, like, um, the Be Good Tanya's and... Like, it's whatever comes on my Spotify mixes, right? Okay. So I have a rock mix and I have this folk mix. Okay. You know, and so the rock mix has a lot of, um, like, Rolling Stones and uh, Fleetwood Mac. And they also sometimes make it to the folk list.
0: Yeah, they cross over.
1: Yeah, Jillian... Welsh, well, yeah, um, and yeah, a lot of girl singers. I listen to I listen to the Indigo Girls. I listen to Sinead O'Connor.
2: <laughs> Indigo Girls. Yes,
1: man. I don't know why they bum why? me out. They bum you out. Yeah. I love them. I went um, to an
0: awesome party. Sorry, a Perez Hilton party. Oh, was I remember those. Fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And they it played. had so
0: lounge. Yes.
1: Yeah, I remember because their manager is the same manager as Fastball. Oh, really? So I was in that show because like because I got in. Yeah.
0: It was. It was in. It, it was in were, the
1: H E B. Empty. Yeah. Yes. the yeah, yeah. On on
0: thirty five. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. My cousin JP's boyfriend was the guy that would put on those parties. Like oh. my cousin JP went to high school with Perez.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. those were fun. Yeah. to Till like I get into, but yeah, they played. Did you think that was a bummer? Like it just didn't fit.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude. Solange Knowles was playing yeah. like Lady Hawk, like all these cool, fucking weird dance bands, and then those guys come later like, In the latest, don't come down soon, Rasputin was drinking some blood, and I was just like, "No, man, this just killed my." No, they. Like, I left.
1: They have their place, and it's not. They there. do.
0: It's not. It's not at the cool party no. where everyone's dancing to the latest dance music. Uh,
1: yeah, I, 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 I don't. I mean, I really don't listen to anything very groundbreaking oh there's a band called sarin that i like were you there with beth yeah i was there with beth at that at that show yeah yeah we we hung out we think we hung out because she was always in that stuff because of tito's
0: yeah and she had done a thing with my cousin jp because at the time my cousin jp was running cafe bustelo and they had some south by southwest events where they made frozen espresso tito's drinks i didn't get one of those i had a lot of them (laughs) And then I went to that party. It yes. <laughs> had a meltdown.
1: I was with Beth with Beth a lot in yes. that era.
0: Yes. So. She's um, great. She is by the way.
1: She's one of my best best besties.
0: i I just got in a band with her husband.
1: Oh you did? Oh uh-huh. I heard you mention his name and yep. on the po- podcast. Yeah. Well I'll go Sean I think he does a lot of early shows. I'll go to one of those.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean not I'm not in his band. We're in a band together. Oh, I see. Called so Happy you're, Land. Oh. With Kimmy Rhodes and Gabe Rhodes. Oh, how fun. And me and Sean.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll go to that.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll play early. We're okay, old. Just, Kim, I mean, show. Kimmy's. I mean, she's like a mom's age. Okay. For a guy like me. Yeah. So she's she's not going to be out. All, all right.
1: All right. Cool. Um. <laughs> I can't believe you asked me what I listen to now and I said is that terrible indigo. well it's just
0: I, I, I like it I just don't have do anything to? groundbreaking have you heard the new Indigo Girls it kicks ass bro <laughs> God, shame. they're so angry now
1: oh my god
0: uh, um, I really you know what they're very talented and I did like that song when it came out just unfortunately whenever they pop up mm-hmm. it's always in like a place where I'm like why why now and, and they were in the Barbie mu- movie
1: <laughs> they um, were that Closer to Fine was in oh was, was in, yeah, in yeah. I room. saw that movie um, I, uh, I mean I'm also like it seems like I get into older and older stuff the older I get I'm in, really into Rufus Wainwright right now oh god he's amazing I mean when I go see him play I like tears come to my eyes just yeah. f- watching him and hearing him so you know I just love beautiful stuff right now
0: yeah me too I love him. Pandemic Rufus. Was oh my God. Of, wasn't
1: he the best? Yes.
0: In his bathrobe playing yes! piano. That was my favorite yes, thing. Yes, I watched him
1: all the time. Me too. it's so funny that you did too. I only know like one other person that would uh, watch uh, that.
0: He me, my cousin everything. Emily. She was oh, like, she was, into it she was too? a daily Rufuser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's so great, man.
1: Yeah. There's
0: nothing not to like about him.
1: No, there really isn't. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, he's talented, good, smart, funny, all yeah. sort of the above.
0: Yeah. I still, his first record is still my favorite one isn't that weird i don't John really Bryan know one.
1: the one like the albums you know because with spotify oh, unfortunately right. you just kind of like get these songs on there and it's just so different than knowing albums you know
0: yeah I do, you know what's funny do you still listen to whole albums like when you get home do you listen to an album or you just put spotify on a different speaker
1: yeah i just put spotify on a different speaker i'm really terrible um and i don't really even sometimes i listen to an album on spotify if i want to like well, when Sinead O'Connor died, I listened to her albums, you know, beginning to end, you know. And I was listening to the Paladins on the way here. That uh, first
0: Sinead O'Connor album, "The Lion and the Cobra." Yeah. What God damn man! I I did not stop listening to that when I first heard that for probably. Yeah, me a year. too. Yeah. Me
1: too. I just used to just like sing along at the top of my lungs and just like feel it. It was so good. Yeah,
0: I remember trying to work <clears throat> up "I Want Your Hands on Me" with a band I was in, but I just it wasn't very good <laughs> compared to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I wanted to cover to that cover song so bad, songs. but I was just like, I'm not the guy. Yeah. yeah. I can't
1: picture that. Nope. No, <laughs> especially
0: it was like 19 year old me or 20 year old me or something. So it was probably really bad.
1: Yeah. You weren't refined yet.
0: No, not yet.
1: Are you, are you no, refined I'm now? I'm not refined
0: <laughs> yet. I mean, I'm not refined yet. Uh, Tony and me went to dinner <clears throat> with Hallman and, uh, in Michigan and Kristen
1: was that in Michigan? In Michigan, yeah, yeah, it was
0: really wonderful.
1: I'm so happy that you guys did that. I love that they have that life up there, God, and I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous too.
0: I'm also sad. Like, does that? What does that mean? Like, now they're not going to be here because now it's most of the year. I well, they're feel here like. for
1: the winter. They're here now. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is kind of sad. I mean, that's <clears throat> little by little, we watch our eras you know, disintegrate either from people dying or just moving away. Cause
0: Jesus, you know, I yeah. think you
1: talked about this on the other podcast about, you know, the cost of living here for musicians. It's not, yeah, I don't understand how anyone stays here, you know, c- considering. And, um, so yeah, people will just move.
0: Yeah. When this, I don't know how these people don't realize they could tear this place down and Build way more units. <laughs> but I mean,
1: maybe they make a lot. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. This is a very old, lowbrow apartment build co- complex. You know, three stories, two stories, two stories. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, they could fit a lot more people on this property than they One do. One day they will. One day they will. It's going to be a sad day because I don't know where I would go to in this area that yeah. would be affordable. Yeah, like this. That wouldn't be junky. I mean, this where is would nice. you it's move if you
1: left Austin? Is there some place you would go?
0: I mean, I don't know, you know, uh, practically, in a practical fashion, mm-hmm. uh, probably to Houston. I have ants oh, right. that are older, you know, someone's going to have to watch out for them. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought of, I fantasize about like Smithville or Bastrop. Yeah. Because Rosie would have a yard. And... Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, I love being able to walk places and I love being in the city and yeah. the commotion and the.
1: But there's no place outside of Texas even? like.
0: Oh, Yeah. Um, I feel like I would I would live in uh, New York. Oh, state, not city, so much. State a little, yeah, a little bit. So beautiful, so beautiful, and there's music stuff going on, Mm -hmm. and people are cool up there. And And you can um, travel
1: to so many places when you live up there. Like all my friends, like you could go to Philly, like an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Connecticut. Go to New Jersey. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of stuff to do.
0: Yeah, but I do fantasize. uh, Are you friends with? are you friends with Joe King Carrasco?
1: No, but I used to go see him a lot.
0: <laughs> I love that dude, man. Yeah, he's 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 been telling me he's got this place in Puerto Vallarta oh. or Nacapulco, <clears throat> Nacapulco. Why am I drawing a blank? One of those places, mm. Puerto Vallarta. I think. Yeah, and he's got a bar and he, he has a can just bar? play there. Yeah, he's like and he's like, dude, you would love it. He's like, there's so many Cubans that live there. He's my whole band there is Cuban. Yeah, all the dudes that work in my restaurant are Cuban. Like, you'd be amongst your people. Let's and, go. and he's like, Yeah, you could open another place because he's like, I guess he's like the Sammy Hagar of <laughs> Puerto Vallarta.
1: Mexico is one of the places I fancy, fantasize yeah. about moving to. Um, I'm half Mexican, so like, you know, it would be like going home in a way, even yeah. If I never lived there.
0: I lived there when I was a kid. You did, yeah, where, For to like where? three years in uh the state of Veracruz in oh. Fortín de las Flores.
1: Okay, my uncle had a uncle that lived in Jalapa in the state of Veracruz. Nice. Um, but I, so as far as, like, if I moved, I don't know. Like, if money was no object, it would probably be somewhere in California. Yeah. But I also really like Tucson. Have you been to Tucson recently? Yeah, I Tucson. It reminds me of Austin in the 90s. Yeah. There's, like, kind of, like, cool people you can drive up to somewhere and park.
0: <laughs> if and, I could live at Hotel Congress, I would.
1: Yeah. Like, that would be cool to live right there yeah, or I can around imagine. there. I mean, the, the summers are pretty insane. Like, 160. Yes. I mean, I guess we had that here, but. Yeah. But that's pretty brutal. But I, I. I it's really cute.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, I think that all the, Galveston, that's another oh. place. Is that okay. weird?
1: Well, I'm just scared of hurricanes.
0: Yeah. As long as you see it coming, you can get out of there. But, oh, sure. but now they got the fast ones because of mm-hmm. the climate change. <laughs> yeah, got, I think They got those fast guys.
1: I couldn't, like Houston or Galveston, like that would be a no for me because of that. Interesting.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, anything else? I don't know. Should I
1: check my notes?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, just off the top of your head.
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: I still go to hole in the wall sometimes.
1: Is it the same? Where's oh the stage?
0: no, no, it's a little different. There's one in front. In There's the front? one in the back. Okay, yeah,
1: like that old days. Yeah, I really do miss the electric lounge. We didn't really talk about that that much, but that that was a really good era.
0: I like that place. What were some of the best shows you saw there that you remember? Supergrass. Oh, yeah. I remember people going to that. Yeah. I did not go to that show, but I, Langer went to that show, other people, and they told and me about And Cub
1: it. and the Muffs. Cub and the Muffs were, like, my favorite two bands um, together, especially.
0: Did you see the Jeff Buckley show there? No. Where he turned the monitors around?
1: No. Uh-uh.
0: Oh. I didn't I don't either. That.
1: I didn't hear about that. But I was, I was there when the Muffs broke the sign. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think that's in the book. It's in the book. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um... I go to Continental Club still. Yeah. Since I was 16, I still go to this place.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would too. if- um,
0: You live down the street. If I live down the street. I mean, yeah. I live
1: pretty close, but I Sage mean, but Brush that is, is still great. my scene. You know, like the Continental Club. I look at the lineups and, I look, and the people that go there, and that's still that's like like it w- if I went in, it would be like I never left. Yeah. You know, that's how it would be.
0: Yeah, feels good.
1: And Seaboys, even though obviously that wasn't there in those days, it's it has still, that, it has yeah. that element. <laughs> it's it's, like it's the same. from there,
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, I like that whole area uh, we didn't talk about that, that new movement of like sagebrush mm-hmm. and, uh,
1: the white horse, what, lost horse.
0: No, what? the places down South that are, that are big open outside oh, yeah. places mm-hmm. with inside places. Uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on them?
1: Like on Manchac? Those places? On
0: Manchac. There's mm-hmm. one on Cong- Congress is, uh, is sagebrush. Yes. Right? Congress.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, what's the one down the street from it?
1: Far Out Lounge. Far Out Lounge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh. There's other places like that out there. Armadillo Den.
1: I mean, that's it's like it's a result of of real estate, you know, and stuff that that's just going to happen. Like it's rolling further away, you know, further away or further east. Like there's some great breweries really east, you know, that have lots of outdoor indoor places and bands play there too. Actually, yeah. Um, So you know, I think that that is definitely like the next phase of stuff, or it's already happening. Yeah further away more more land indoor outdoor
0: yeah um and you're doing good yeah. in your life yeah except for yeah.
1: you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't i don't want to laugh <laughs> except for duh-dum.
1: you know i have you know stage 4 cancer um but um i'm responding well to medicine and um living a really freaking happy life so You know, I'm not, I'm not close to death or anything.
0: That's good. Yeah. You know, that's very reassuring. It's closer
1: than I would like, or closer than my brain would like to think about. Not an actual factual closer, but you know, possibilities or the thought of it is. And you know, that's hard sometimes, but for the most part, (laughs) that's charming. It's
0: what happens when they, when you. When you start talking about serious yes, exactly. when shit gets too serious on the podcast, yeah, like, it's no, the alarm. That's not goes off. That. Well no, we talked about um, that when I saw you at the Go Go's musical. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, like all you can do is keep on keeping on and being happy and, and and you can't live in misery. That's my sort of or I I can't exist in misery, so um the other option is to exist in joy. And um so every day I, I do that, you know? Yeah. And in some form or another.
0: That's inspiring. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for doing my podcast. You're welcome. We got to get Wayne Nagel on here.
1: We do. Do you think he would do it? Maybe we get. Sometimes he says yes.
0: Sometimes he says no. Kristen wouldn't let him talk.
1: Oh, you're right. I know
0: Kristen, man. (laughs) It was like my sister.
1: That's true. I think she Wayne, would ask him
0: questions and then answer him for him.
1: <laughs> all right. Well,
0: I think Kristen should be on. I think Kristen should she be on too. She was of that. the craziness. Yeah.
1: yeah. And she has a totally, like, she and I never cross paths until children. Because our ch- kids are the same
0: age. That's wild. Yeah,
1: until I got divorced and moved behind her. I mean, we knew each other vaguely. I knew Wayne really well. Yeah. But yeah, she and I were not in the same scene at all. So that would be really great to have her because she's got a totally different
0: I became... Ankle. I became friends with Will when I was 16 and he was 14 because my mom and Wayne were friends. Yeah. And then I started just, I was just kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> once i saw he's like his lifestyle was way groovier than mine yeah <laughs> I, I just kind of hung out there all the time but Kristen was going to school during that time like, oh, wow. she had a deal with teenage johnny and teenage will like oh, drunk and stuff like yelling at her telling her to make us cheese she kind
1: of treats you like a mom like a kid right oh, yeah like, totally. she's like your mom 100%. she's mom to you kind yeah of.
0: Like not that. even like a mom more like a big sister okay. like she gives me a lot of shit <laughs> Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love her so much. Like and what I said about Wayne, that's not disparaging at all. Like no. I'm I I they've got brother and sister dynamic.
1: And you know, like just one thing again about like Kristen and Mark. I I could not hardly have done single parenting after a divorce and breast cancer the first time, honestly. Right. Without them and living behind them because they literally were my kids' second parents and Mark was like my Second husband or fake husband, you know, like if I needed something done, you know, she would pick the kids up or he would fix something in my house or bring me groceries. I mean, like literally, they were f- their family. Yeah, and I love that about them.
2: Yeah,
0: there's, I have that. Yeah. I love them like that too. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky to have people like them, and we're all lucky to have people like you in our lives. So, Thank you. yeah. Once again, Nanette, I love you. I love you too. Let's go see W. Garden. All right. Let's It was Nanette La Bastida, my friend. I didn't mention in the intro that she's a realtor, but she talks about it in the thing. I love Nanette. I love her. Um, I hope that you guys all have a good new year. I hope Nanette has a good new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Stay safe. Stay together. Keep it together. and, uh, And have a great weekend, whatever it is you're doing. I will speak to you in 2024. All right. Let's get down.
2: So bad. Pay- ¡No!